Hello, Jet Setters, and welcome to the Jet Set Life podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Ryan, child-free travel content creator and blogger. I'm a curator of authentic and cultural travel experiences, and I want to help you be the same. Create a jet set life full of adventure and learn how to live life to the fullest with me as your travel guide. Tune in each week for solo episodes and conversations with travel leaders all about child-free travel, adults-only getaways, travel guides, itineraries, and more. I am all about sharing actionable, detailed tips and tricks for creating the jet set life of your dreams, so get ready to learn. Are you ready for takeoff? Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, my friends. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And to my U.S. jet setters, I hope you're having a very happy Thanksgiving week. As most of you may know, Thanksgiving is a time where, or a holiday, where Americans reflect on what they're thankful for and they express their gratitude for the blessings in their life. And I just want to begin this podcast episode by expressing how much gratitude I feel for you all to listen to my podcast and to support my journey as a travel content creator, blogger, podcaster, and luxury travel advisor. I am honored to be able to serve you in this way, and I just am so appreciative of all of the kind comments and encouragement and support that you've given me over the years. So thank you. This week, I am very thankful for you. And so moving to our content of the week, we are focusing on West Palm Beach And since this is coming out in the month of November, West Palm Beach is a great place to visit in the winter months and including this month right now. So if you're looking to go somewhere a little bit warmer still and not super cold, West Palm Beach is a great option. And I absolutely loved my visit here. It felt like the Beverly Hills of the East Coast. This destination is characterized by manicured palm trees, gorgeous sunsets and ocean views, and refined architecture. There are plenty of fun things to do in West Palm Beach. I mean, it is home to the rich and famous after all. So let's jump in to some of the things that I would recommend for your trip. The first is strolling through the the Society of Four Arts Gardens. It was one of my favorite things to do while in West Palm Beach. It is pristine and it's beautifully maintained. I was shocked that it is free to visit. If I lived in West Palm Beach, I would come visit these gardens every day. (laughs) It's open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. And the Society of Four Arts Gardens has actually been open to visitors of West Palm Beach since 1938. The gardens contain renowned sculptures, magnificent florals, ponds, fountains, and a diverse variety of plant species. The gardens are separated into themed spaces, including the Chinese Garden, Fragrant Moonlight Garden, Palm Garden, Bromeliad Garden, 
jungle garden, Spanish facade garden, formal garden, tropical garden, and Madonna garden. Self-guided walking tours are available and Wi-Fi is complimentary. Food and drink may be enjoyed and picnicking on the furniture is allowed, which again, if I lived near here, I would definitely take full advantage of that because it is so tranquil and peaceful. Next is to go bar hopping on Clematis Street and in downtown. Located in the historical heart of downtown, Clematis Street is known for its colorful boutiques, art galleries, nightclubs, live music, and restaurants. If you're looking for a place to explore into the evening, it's a great choice as it's lively both day and night. You can enjoy Asian-inspired cuisine or casual fine dining, then go out for a night of dancing to live or DJ music. Next, I would highly recommend spending a day relaxing at the beach. West Palm Beach has some absolutely beautiful beaches, so a beach and or a pool day is a must. Now, there are quite a few options, but I have three recommendations, actually four. So the first is the Breakers. Now, the Breakers is quite possibly the most exclusive, luxurious resort in West Palm Beach. In fact, I tried to go have cocktails there one evening. And at the time, because there was a big event in the city, they were only allowing guests onto the property. So you could not get in. So try to get a room. I I tried to get a room too, and they were fully. So, but it is absolutely worth the visit. It was founded in 1896 by Henry M. Flagler, who I actually will mention again in this post or this podcast later. And today, the Italian Renaissance style resort is actually recognized as one of America's most iconic resorts. The 140-acre oceanfront property contains 10 dining options, a private beach club, four pools, six whirlpool spas, 25 poolside bungalows, and on-site water sports. Other on-site amenities include two 18-hole golf courses, 10 Hartrue tennis courts, a Forbes five-star spa, an indoor-outdoor oceanfront fitness center, 13 signature boutiques, and an alfresco shopping plaza. Admission to the beach club at the Breakers allows access to the expansive main pool, the infinity-style adults-only pool, the zero-entry active pool for families, and the infinity-style south pool, which is home to the private bungalows. This also allows you access to the five whirlpool spas and the private beach, thus making the Breakers a great option for a beach or pool day. And you can also, if you're more of a pool person, you can get a bungalow, which is available for daytime rental. Next, we have O Palm Beach Resort and Spa. Now, technically, this hotel or this resort is in South Palm Beach, not West Palm Beach, but they're very close to each other. And this particular property is actually the only independent property in Palm Beach to earn the coveted Forbes Travel Guide five-star recognition. So it is also a beautiful hotel to visit. Now, I was able to go to this particular resort, and I did see the beaches and the pool myself, and it was beautiful. It was very popular at the time, so definitely get your book your reservation, your cabanas ahead of time. 
but it's well worth it. So Opalm Beach Resort is actually one of 10 Forbes travel, or it's one in 10 in Florida to earn the AAA Five Diamond Award. So award-winning, obviously. Now, while private cabanas are available for resort guests only, you also can go to the Palm Beach or the O Palm Beach for cocktails and a meal overlooking the beach without being a guest. So a cabana rental includes bottled water service, personalized magazine selection, and towel service. Then if you get an upgraded option, you can it can include cold-pressed juices, seasonal fruit, easels with painting tools, champagne service, and more. You can also request a margarita cart to make cabana-side margaritas. Now, if you don't care to have the personalized service or the cabana and you just want to go straight to the beach, you can go to Del Rey Beach. It is one of the most accessible beaches in the vicinity, and it has underwater rock reefs, which is great for snorkeling. Another popular choice is Peanut Island, and it's popular for snorkeling and sunbathing. It's actually a man-made island, and today it's frequented by boaters who like to dock on the island's shallow waters, and you can just hang out there for a little while. Peanut Island was originally made in 1918 and is actually the site of President John F. Kennedy's underground Cold War bunker. That bunker is still there today, and it was allowing tours. However, it's currently indefinitely closed for restoration, so I'm not sure when that's going to open back up again. But the island itself is open for sunbathing and snorkeling. Next, I w- after you've worked up an appetite, I would definitely swing by the warehouse district to try some delicious foods. The Warehouse District is home to a best-in-class food hall, in addition to creative offices, retailers, and a local brewery and distillery. So it's the perfect place to spend an afternoon, have a meal, enjoy a tasting and a tour, and maybe do some retail therapy. The food hall is called Grandview Public Market, and it's a haven for nine chef-inspired eateries within a 13,000-square-foot building that is open seven days a week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Nearby is the Steam Horse Brewing Co. and the Steel Tie Spirits Company if you want to do tours and tastings. Next up, we have visiting the Henry Morrison Flagler Museum. So I told you about Flagler earlier, and now we're coming back. So this was another one of my favorite places to visit. Y'all know how I love royal residences, especially in Europe. So I would consider this to be like a U.S. version of a royal residence. Flagler Museum is known as Whitehall, and Whitehall was Henry Flagler's Gilded Age estate with 75 rooms. It's a 100,000-square-foot mansion that was completed in 1902, and today it's a National Historic Landmark. Self-guided tours are $26 per adult, And if you enjoy period homes and royal residence, you'll absolutely love visiting this museum. Now, another must while in West Palm Beach is to go luxury shopping. I personally am not a big shopper while I'm on vacation. I tend to like to do more like cultural experiences and things like that. But 
there's such good luxury shopping here that even if you just window shop, you got to go around to these areas because some of these shopping plazas are just so beautiful. They're chic. They're well-maintained. They've got beautiful landscaping and architecture. So let's go through a few of the best shopping areas. The first is Worth Avenue. Worth Avenue is a historic shopping area that was founded in 1938, and it feels very much like Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. So Worth Avenue is, it was inspired by European sophistication, and it's home to the most exclusive and oldest club in Palm Beach called the Everglades Club, which was built in 1918 by Addison Meisner. Not sure exactly how to pronounce that. Now, Worth Avenue today is home to 250 high-end shops, including Cartier, Louis Vuitton, Tiffany & Company, Gucci, Chanel, Valentino's, and more. The oldest store, Cassatley's, has been in business since 1923. And after some shopping or window shopping, you should definitely stick around to enjoy some courtyard dining al fresco because there are so many little vias tucked away in in this shopping area and it's just lovely all right next up we have rosemary square now in contrast to the historic worth avenue rosemary square which is also just known as the square is one of the newest neighborhoods in west palm beach and it features retail restaurants and inspired living and workspaces So it's an indoor-outdoor mall, and it features refined Mission Revival architecture and palm-lined common areas. If you visit at dusk, you'll definitely want to see the wishing tree because at that time, it's all lit up and it's changing colors. It's an art installation that resembles an ancient 26-foot banyan tree with 100,000 individually programmable full-color spectrum LEDs that are embedded into 10,000 leaves. It's really fun to watch. And definitely end the night with some handcrafted gourmet gluten-free, dairy-free ice cream from Angie's Epicurean Pop-Up, which is just next to the wishing tree. Now, another spot to visit is the Royal Poinciana Plaza. This was also somewhat historic. It was built in the late 1950s by John Volk in the signature Palm Beach style. So everything about this place screams Palm Beach. (laughs) And this plaza is another beautiful place for high-end shopping and dining. I would recommend stopping by Hermes or Jimmy Choo before a fine dining experience at St. Ambrose. It is a beautiful area. And at the time of my visit, there were these gorgeous cherry blossom trees blooming. And it's just a great spot. And finally, there's also Antique Row and Design District. So if you're into antiques, you'll want to stop in the Design District with over 40 shops offering a selection of 17th to 20th century antiques, arts, and furnishings. It's named as one of the East Coast's premier antique shopping districts. So obviously, it's been come to known at, to be known as the anti- Antique Design Center of Florida. Next, we have seen wild manatees at Manatee Lagoon. 
Manatee Lagoon is a Palm Beach County educational venue that's completely free to visit. It gives people the opportunity to view manatees in their habitat in Lake Worth Lagoon from an observation deck. Florida manatee season runs from November 15th to March 31st. I visited at the very end of March, so unfortunately, I missed seeing these incredible creatures in their habitat. I went, and there was not a single manatee anywhere. (laughs) It's still a beautiful place to visit, but definitely try to visit during peak season in the January timeframe, if possible, if you really want to see manatees. During manatee season, you may see dozens of manatees at once in this lagoon. Now, as you can imagine, this place is definitely popular for children and family. But if you steer clear of some of the the 16,000 square foot center that has like hands-on exhibits and children-friendly activities, then the observation deck itself is peaceful and it's not bad. It's also, they also have a beautiful promenade by the sea and that's a lovely place to take a stroll and see some sea cows. (laughs) All right, next we have wandering through the Mount's Botanical Garden. Now, the Mounts Botanical Garden is Palm Beach County's oldest and largest public garden with over 6,000 species of tropical and subtropical plants. It is a little off the beaten path. (laughs) It is just behind the Palm Beach International Airport. So unfortunately, I can't tell you that it's super peaceful because occasionally you will hear planes flying overhead. But it is still a beautiful, tucked away, 16-acre tropical oasis. And I actually saw some species of plants that I've never seen in my life before, so I think it's really worth the visit. They grow a large variety of Florida native plants, but they also do exotic and tropical fruit trees, ornamentals, herbs, palms, roses, cactuses, succulents, bromeliads, and more. Admission for adults is $12, and if you are a Palm Beach County resident, it's actually free on the second Saturday of every month through December 2022. I don't know if they'll carry that on through the next to the new year, but the website currently states through December 2022. All right, we have a few more. The next two are art-related. We've got the Norton Museum of Art, and it has more than 8,200 works within five departments, European, American, Chinese, contemporary, and photography. General admission for adults is $18, or if you go on a Friday to Art After Dark, it's only $10. Public tours and augmented reality tours are available. Then there's also the Ann Norton Sculpture Gardens. And this place is actually set at the former residence of sculptor Anne Weaver Norton, who passed in 1982. It's now, her home is now listed in the National Register of Historic Places. And the two acre property features 250 species of tropical palms, as well as art displayed in the house, in her studio, and in the gardens. There are more than 100 works of art by the artist on display, including nine monumental sculptures, eight made of brick and one made of granite, and admission for adults is $15. And now we can't wrap up this roundup for West Palm Beach without mentioning Polo. 
Palm Beach locals love their Sunday polo and brunch, and I do too. I went to my first polo brunch match in Charlottesville in Virginia, and I had a ball. I love it. Polo season takes place in January through April, and it's technically in the equestrian-centered city of Wellington, so it's not actually in Palm Beach, but it's near, so it's definitely making this list. And these polo matches are hosted by the International Polo Club. And sometimes they have it paired with a sunrise brunch or a sunset buffet at the Pavilion, which is one of the finest polo venues in Florida. So that's what I've got on the roundup for West Palm Beach. I would love to know if you've been, what else would you add to this list? You can let me know in the comments on social or on my blog. And if you go to West Palm Beach, or I would love to hear about your trip. And if you need any help planning your trip to West Palm Beach, I am a luxury travel advisor, so I can definitely help you. And you can check out my custom travel planning page on my website to get more information on that. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Happy Thanksgiving. And I will talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to dive even deeper into creating your jet set life, start with upgrading your travel bucket list. You can download my free resource on the top 50 destinations for child-free travel by visiting jetsettingblonde.com forward slash start dash here. Because the first step to creating your jet set life starts with upgrading your travel goals. And if something in today's episode really resonated with you, please screenshot and tag me at The Jet Set Blonde on Instagram or Facebook. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. I really want to hear from you, and it means so much to me when I can see your screenshots of you listening to the podcast or reading my posts online. Every screenshot and review means the world to me. I read every single one. And I really appreciate your support in listening to this episode and supporting me on this adventure. I look forward to bringing you more awesome and genuinely helpful content that will help you create the jet set life of your dreams. 